Good morning and welcome to all our city-based family and friends. Thank you for joining us for this online service. I trust that you are doing well physically and that you are remaining strong spiritually in the Lord during this trying time that our country is facing. I would like to take this opportunity to encourage everyone who is listening to this message to continue to pray for our country. Our people need your prayers. Those that are in essential services need your prayers. Those who are in authority need your prayers. The poor need your prayers. So that we can get out of this crisis quickly with very little loss of lives and very little loss of jobs. We need to be praying that our country will come out of this stronger than it was before and that many will have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This morning we are going to be looking at the prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians. And this is a prayer that I would like to pray over you. In the first two chapters of Ephesians, we see that these are quite heavy theological chapters and they deal with things like how in love Jesus predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and his will. But then in chapter 3, Paul softened things a little and speaks directly and plainly to the readers. He talks to them about how he cares for them and how he prays for them on bended knee. And let's, so let's read Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. From this passage we get to see Paul's heart. Paul is under house arrest in Rome, under incarceration, awaiting trial for treason by Caesar Nero. And what he decides will determine the outcome of Paul's life. In all that is happening, we get to see a little bit of the heart of Paul. And I want to ask this question, how do you recognize a spiritual man? He is someone who humbles himself before the Lord. He goes down on bended knee. He has wet eyes as he cries out to God on behalf of the people that he is leading. Paul is a man who knows God. And he gets down on his knees to pray for the people of Ephesus. This is serious stuff that he is praying into. God, I'm humbling myself before you on behalf of these people. 
Paul is waiting, sorry, Paul is wanting the Ephesians church to not only know about Christ, but to have a relationship with him. He wants them to begin to live in awe of Jesus Christ. Paul starts off in verse 14, for this reason. What is the reason that he's talking about? His prayer is based on what he has previously discussed. And so what has he previously discussed? Let's have a look at that in Ephesians 3 verse 1 to 6. And this has to do with God's marvelous plan for the Gentiles. It says from verse 1, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation. As I have already written briefly, I am reading this, then you will be able to understand, sorry, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostle and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. In light of this reason, Paul prays that his readers and hearers may be strengthened in spiritual power, in love and in knowledge. What is he praying for? Well, we can see in chapter 3, verse 16 to 19, this is what Paul is praying for. Paul is praying for inner spiritual strength, the indwelling of Christ in the Ephesians' hearts, the ability to understand all spiritual realities, and for knowledge of the love of Christ. So firstly, inner spiritual strength. During this time of lockdown, we need inner spiritual strength. Many of us get our spiritual strength or our fix from being around others, as we worship together, as we listen to someone preaching or teaching a sermon out of the Word of God, in praying together, in doing life groups. But during this time, we will not be able to rely on those things any longer. It is time for each and every one of us to learn to go to the source, who is Jesus, for our strength. Paul is wanting us to be able to take the revelation that we have of Jesus and apply that revelation to our lives. He wants us to live it out. And when we start to grasp the riches that we have in Christ Jesus, then we will no longer be selfish in our walk with the Lord, in our prayer life, where it all revolves around us, our needs, our comforts, our wants. But we start to pray like Paul is doing here for the Ephesians. We start to pray for others, for God's provision for them, that they would get to know Jesus in his fullness, for blessing upon their lives. When we look at Paul, he really prays for himself. And when he does, he prays that he will be more effective in caring for God's people, more a more effective servant, a more effective minister. And to be able to do what Paul is doing, 
We need God's inner spiritual strength. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot do it in our own physical strength. We need God's spiritual strength. Secondly, it is the indwelling of Christ in their hearts. This is where love is produced. Christ has to be real to you for you to be able to experience his real love. If your knowledge of Jesus is just head knowledge, you will not be able to love him from your heart. He is looking for hearts that will open up to him, that he can come and abide in. He does not want your love for him to be on shallow ground, on rocky ground, or strangled by thorns, which are the cares of this world. He wants your love for him to be deep. He wants the roots to go down deep so that it can produce a harvest. He wants you to remain standing strong so that no matter what comes your way, you will not get blown over, but you will remain standing strong. Thirdly, it is in our life together as Christians that we find ever new insights into the vastness of God. In verse 18, it says, This may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. It is as we spend time in the word of God, as we pray, as we work together, as we spend time with each other, that we start to see the kindness, the greatness, the love and generosity of God. We start to gain an understanding of him that we have never had before. And Paul is asking God to show us the bigger picture that is not about you in your small corner and I in mine. God's love is for the nations of this world and he wants them to experience his great love. If you yourself have never experienced the love of God, how can you tell someone else about it? And fourthly, to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ that surpasses all other knowing. Paul is asking that the Ephesians would know the love of God that goes beyond knowledge. I can preach about the love of God. I can tell you about it. I can try and convince you of it. But to know it, you have to experience it for yourself. Paul is saying, I, can, I can't do this. I can preach and teach to you all day long. But for you to know Christ, this is not just going to happen through knowledge or information. Paul's heart's desire is for them to know the love of Christ so that they will be able to get to the point where they will be able to take up their cross and follow Jesus. They will be willing to give their all because they realize the treasure they have found in Jesus is far greater than anything the world has to offer. Why is it that people are prepared to be burnt at the stake, to be tortured, to stand out in freezing cold snow until they die, to see their families murdered, because they have come to the understanding that the treasure they have found in Jesus is so much greater than what the world has to offer them. The love of Christ can only be revealed to us by God through the Holy Spirit. 
It does not come from head knowledge, but through a personal relationship with Jesus. If we have a look at the second part of verse 19, it says that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. When people see you and talk about you, what do they say? And I hope they say this, that there goes a true man or woman of God. Wouldn't it be great to be known this way? As someone who is filled with the fullness of God, that when people come and speak to you, all that comes out of you is the word of God. Let's take this time that we have and use it to draw near to God, to experience the fullness of God. As he sees us taking steps towards him, he will come running to meet us. He will draw near to us. This prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians is a prayer that I would like to pray over us so that when we come out of this lockdown, we will have come to know and experience more of who God is. Your knowledge and love of him will have increased so that you will be able to be more effective in the kingdom of God. So can I pray this over you? For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches you may be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I pray that during this time, that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that the Lord will make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Stay strong in the Lord and in his might. Friends, family, let's take this time that we have been given to get to know Jesus Christ better. Let us not waste this time by filling it with just watching TV or being on social media. It is important for us to take this time to get to know Jesus better. Just like Paul was praying for the Ephesians and he wanted them to know the Lord better, so is the prayer of my heart that you will come to a greater understanding of who Jesus Christ is and the love that he has for you there is someone watching and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I would like to encourage you to take this time, to take this opportunity and to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour. Jesus said that those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What does it mean to be saved? It means that we need to repent of our sins, repent of those things that we have done 
that go against the word of God. We need to ask Jesus to come into our lives and to forgive us of these sins. Then we need to ask him to be the Lord and the Saviour of our lives. And he assures us that if we ask him to come in, that he will come in. And what happens is when he does come in is he changes us. He takes us from the person that we were. He gives us a new heart. He turns us into a new creation so that we will be pleasing to Father God. I would like to encourage you to stay strong in the Lord and in his might. Let's take this time to lift each other up in our prayers so that when we meet again, our love and our love in the Lord will have grown. We will have become more mature in the things of God. I also want to encourage you to join us again next week as we meet online once again. God bless you. Have an awesome time with your family. Amen.